it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Gather round, children. It's time to listen to the only show that doesn't care about ratings, because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. You can find more episodes at witnesstalkradio.org or at many of our fine syndication options. Jewish people come in all different forms, from Orthodox to Reformed, Conservative to Reconstructionist. You just never know what to expect when someone says they're Jewish. Today, I've got interviews with Mordecai, a more Orthodox Jew that has supposedly found a Messiah, and I'm also going to share a clip from my conversation with Nathan, the agnostic Jew that we first heard from a few weeks ago. You're listening to Witness Radio. Walking around on the campus and I see a bunch of you guys uh, in some uh, not uh, not so uh, traditional garb here on the campus. Uh, would you explain to the listeners uh, w- what it is you're wearing and, and what it is you're doing? Um, <clears throat> as a... Jewish student in the area, so on Friday we have a bit of free time on our hands, and we go around town to publicize the Word of God to all the people around town, whether it's Jews to add another commandment from God, and also non-Jews. There's seven universal laws for all mankind to make the world a better place, to make the world a dwelling place for God, that uh, every single person could, as you might say, take a part in adding light in the world and bring about a total, complete peace for the entire world, for everyone. Okay. So now, why, why the uh, special get-up? What, what, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, what it is you're wearing and why, why you wear it. This is, as you might say, like a soldier has his uniform that he always wears. So our leader, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the leader of our generation, also according to Jewish sources, the Mashiach, the Messiah of our generation. So he himself has such clothes. He wears such clothes whenever he goes out. So as his followers, we also wear such clothes. And this is, as you might say, our uniform. Wherever we go, this is what we wear proudly. Okay, so now you said uh, Mashiach, Messiah. You, so you, you guys, the, the Jewish people have found the Messiah? According to Jewish sources, for example, Maimonides, he says, sets a criteria of how you can find who Messiah is. And uh, according to what the Rambam Maimonides says, so Lubavitcher falls into the category of a Messiah, and uh, our job is to accept him as a Messiah and to add in another good deed to help bring the ultimate redemption to the world. So now, who is this guy? Because I've not, I've not heard of him before. Um, and is, is he the only Messiah, or are there uh, like a couple of different Messiahs? In every generation, there's one Messiah, and uh, he said that this is the last generation of exile, the first generation of redemption, and he's very easy. Um, if you go online, you could search the Lubavitcher Rebbe, King Messiah, and will come up right away. Very easy to be found, and uh, yeah. Wow, that that's neat. I didn't know that uh, that the Jewish people have had found their Messiah. But it's not just a Messiah for the Jewish people; it's a Messiah for the world. Like the Lubavitcher Rebbe wasn't only, as you might say, a leader for Jewish people. Many, many, many non-Jewish people also came by to speak with him and to discuss things with him. He was a, a world leader. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so now, um, 
as I said, I'm with Christian Collegian Network, uh, so I, I believe in a different Messiah, um, and uh, that's Jesus Christ, obviously. Now, he claimed to be the Jewish Messiah. Was he just, was he the, a Messiah or, or, or not? Um, he obviously wasn't the Jewish Messiah. Um, regarding for Christians, what they can believe about it, I'm saying I don't know exactly. It's an issue for Christians to believe that he's a Messiah, but I know that Jews don't believe that he's a Messiah. And he was a Jew. He was a righteous Jew at first, and he was a student of a very, very holy rabbi, and he left this holy rabbi at a certain point. But uh, we... We don't obviously we obviously don't look at him as a messiah, and uh, yeah. So now, um, do you guys use like uh, prophecies or anything to determine who the messiah is? So as I mentioned earlier, we use Maimonides. Okay, Maimonides. okay. What is Maimonides? Maimonides is from a holy rabbi named the Rambam, and he wrote many many books. And uh, yeah, he spoke about like all these things. Okay, so you guys use the the Monides, uh predictions of a Messiah, not uh, the Talmud or right? You guys use the Talmud, also the Talmud, and also the the Bible, etc. All right, so those guys had to take off, but it was interesting to uh, receive, uh, I, I guess their. Uh, kind of like their gospel tract um, obviously they don't have a gospel so it's not a gospel tract but it, it is their uh, literature uh, talks about the seven universal laws the way to true peace let me go through these real quick uh, number one believe in one God reject any form of idol worship that is really interesting that that is number one on their list because that's number one on the ten commandments but what makes it so interesting is right on the back side of this little card they gave me is this uh, King Moshiach, or the person that they claim is the Messiah, a false idol uh, that they, you know, they follow, they worship. And that is sad. Uh, number two, honor God, do not blaspheme. Huh, now they're kind of getting things a little mixed up. Because uh, number three for the Ten Commandments is do not blaspheme. Uh, it looks like number one for them is number one and two in the Ten Commandments. Uh, number three, preserve human life. Do not murder. Well, it's good that they're uh, sticking with those commandments. It almost looks, you know, looking through this, it looks like they're pretty much just updating the Ten Commandments for their own, for their own use today. Respect family relationships. Do not commit adultery, incest, homosexuality, etc. Wow, I'm amazed that they talked about homosexuality. Don't they want to be accepted in this world? That doesn't sound very tolerant. But, uh, yeah, respect family relationships. Okay. Respect property, number five. Uh, and under it says, do not steal. So, yeah, this is just a rewording of the Ten Commandments. Why don't they just use the Ten Commandments? Number six, respect God's creatures. Do not eat the flesh of an animal that is still alive. Um, yeah, I agree with that. 
that's that's an interesting uh, one that they that they put in that statement at the very end. That's still alive. Um, as far as I know, we don't have many people that are eating uh, animals that are still alive. Um, now, if I would have had more time with them, I could have asked them. Does that mean? Are they talking about? Uh, animals with blood in them because the life is in the blood and that has to go with the whole kosher laws and everything like that uh, number seven the last one establish honest courts and a just legal system okay now that one is just way out in left field that has nothing to do with the ten commandments so that's something that they just threw in the, threw in there i guess um but it huh that's interesting they don't have do not lie on here. Maybe that's their replacement for do not lie, having honest courts. Yeah, that sounds about right. Huh, that's interesting that they would word it that way instead of uh, putting it, you know, do not lie or do not bear false witness. So, essentially, it's telling me that they don't mind lying and that you can lie, you just can't lie in court. Huh. Well, that was interesting. I haven't seen them on the campus before, but uh, hopefully they will find the radio show and listen to it and hear the gospel and be saved. That would be wonderful because then they would follow the real Mashiach, the King, Jesus Christ, the one and only. Cannibalism is okay as long as you're not actually hurting somebody. Wouldn't eating someone hurt them? I'm trying to do the best I can. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. As born-again Christians, part of our duty is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or have never witnessed before, Witness Radio has something for you. Tune in next time to strengthen your faith and learn how to defend it. Go to witnesstalkradio.org. That's witnesstalkradio.org. Christians in the News. Josh Duggar, one of the stars from TLC's 19 Kids and Counting, has been under some scrutiny lately. Back in 2002, the eldest child of Jim, Bob, and Michelle apparently acted upon inappropriate and sinful behavior. Josh was 14 at the time of the incident, and according to a leaked police report, he inappropriately touched some minor females, including a few of his sisters. The world has been outraged at the Duggar family for keeping this quiet. Was Josh Duggar guilty? Yes, he admitted it. Were his actions wrong? Yes, he admitted that too. You see, what Josh did was wrong, but it appears that he has been rehabilitated. After reviewing the police report, it looks like Jim Bob and Michelle acted swiftly and appropriately, and thankfully, the actions of Josh Duggar have ceased. And you see, that's the amazing thing about Jesus Christ. Unlike rehab programs or counseling, Jesus has the ability to change the heart of a person, not just the head. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5.17 God has the power to radically change a person and give them new, healthy desires. If we're honest, none of us are any better or worse than Josh Duggar, because we've all broken the law before. Now, you may not think your law-breaking is as bad, but it's still breaking the law. For example, if you've ever told a single lie, you're officially a liar. If you've ever stolen something, 
it technically makes you a thief, no matter the value. Jesus said that looking with lust is the same as adultery, and hating someone is equal to murder in your heart. And I'll be honest, I'm guilty of breaking these laws, and more, but are you willing to be honest? Many people are saying Josh Duggar should be tried, sent to jail, or worse. But when he did those things, God said Josh deserves hell. God also says that liars and thieves, adulterers and murderers, they all deserve to be punished in the lake of fire forever. It doesn't matter the severity of your sin or law breaking, for whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it, James 2.10. God knew that meant everyone would go to hell because all have sinned. So he made a way for our rap sheet to be wiped clean. Jesus Christ came to this earth, born from a virgin. He lived a perfect life, never breaking any laws. Jesus was God in the flesh, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. Isaiah 53.5 Jesus was hung on a cross, spikes piercing his hands and feet, and just before he died, Jesus said, It is finished. You see, we all have a debt on our heads because of our sin. But God loves each of us so much that he sent his only son to pay for that debt with his own blood and finished the payment when he died. Three days later, Jesus rose from the grave and offers us forgiveness and eternal life. In order to be forgiven, though, you must turn from your sinful desires and place your trust in Jesus Christ and what he did for you. Then you'll be born again, made a new creation, given new desires, and all your sins will be forgiven by God. And to top it all off, you'll spend eternity in heaven. Josh Duggar realized that what he did was wrong. He knew where he should spend eternity. But Josh decided that he should turn from his law-breaking and trust in Jesus Christ alone. Will you do the same, or do you love your sin more than Josh Duggar loved his? Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel, not only in the way that they live their lives, but how to speak to the campus community about the gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Christian Collegiate Network, changeyourcampus.com. The Martireo Academy is on June 27th, and we've just confirmed Andy from trackplanet.com is going to be there, and he's bringing lots of great resources with him. This is the last week to get your tickets for only $10. Get them at witnesstalkradio.org. Questions. There's a lot of those flying around, and chances are you've got a few of your own. To make things worse, it seems you can't make a move without bumping into others with the same questions. In this scientific age that supposedly disproved the Bible, it's hard to know what to believe. Wouldn't it be nice if you could find solid scientific and biblical answers? 
That's exactly what you can expect from Answers in Genesis. Not only that, we have something for everyone, from kids to adults, whether it's conferences, the website, radio, books, DVDs, curriculum, or the Answers magazine. The goal remains the same, to give you answers from the Bible and science beginning in Genesis. As a matter of fact, we're so dedicated to these answers, we built a 70,000-square-foot creation museum to point you in one direction, to show why the Bible's history and gospel based in that history is true. The Bible's history will come to life as you encounter one 160 exhibits, theaters, and a breathtaking planetarium. So, if you find yourself searching for answers in today's skeptical world, check us out and prepare to believe. You're listening to Women's Radio. Why did you choose to become Jewish, or were you always Jewish? Give me your backstory. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, like you said, I'm Jewish. I'm Reformed Judas, or Jewish. Um, and yeah, I was raised Jewish. My mom's Jewish, and her whole side of the family is. My father was raised uh, Irish Catholic, um, but he is pretty much agnostic or atheist, actually. Um, and so he never really converted, but he obviously or he went along with uh, all the sort of religious things that we've done. And um, I come from a religious uh, family in that sense. My mom would like me to marry a nice Jewish girl. Um, and But as an adult, um, I really do like Judaism because, or Reform Judaism at least, because in my opinion it's very open-minded, it's very accepting, um, it really doesn't push any idea of God and it lets, lets you sort of think for yourself. In fact, I like to tell people that um, I can't remember a time that at Temple I heard the word heaven. We just don't talk about it really. Um, not because, not for any uh, purpose other than that we're more concerned with um, what we do here on earth. And that's why I like uh, Judaism, because it's a very humanist religion, in my opinion. Okay. So it almost sounds like uh, secular humanism has kind of infiltrated Judaism a little bit and, and created the Reformed Judaism. Um, well, I, I can't really talk for the whole movement, but in my, or what I like to believe, um, is that uh, those core values, it's, I mean, in no way is Reformed Judaism uh, secular, but though that it shares those core values like any religion should, in my opinion. Those very humanist, um, accepting values that any religion should. You said that they don't push God on anybody. Do they still profess faith in God, or have they kind of just opened that up to whatever? Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, they they do profess faith in God, and um, God is talked about extensively. And um, our holy book is the Torah, the Old Testament, and so we go through all those stories, like you'd imagine. And yeah, God is very much a center stone in all that, but it's not a it's not a requirement that you do believe in God to be Jewish. I'd say, you know, and it's well, rather, it's an open conversation. It's an open conversation. Um, you know, uh, the wrestle, wrestling with your faith is, in my opinion, also a cornerstone. That it's, you know, it's a good thing to wrestle with your faith and to come to that as, you know, what you truly believe. That's interesting to hear that. Um, would you say that it's possible then, uh, with what you've just shared with me, would you say it's possible to be an atheistic Jew? Um, I do. Th I do think so. Um, Judaism, from what I have seen, is also a religion that very much believes in education, and um, so you have a lot of thinkers and people who come to their own ideas really about their faith, and 
as for myself, I wouldn't, I would not call myself an atheist, but I would call someone who is unsure about what they believe right now. Um, that I have always had a faith, and I do like my Jewish culture, and I like being Jewish, and I like saying that I'm Jewish, um, and with all the all the things that come with that. But I'm not, um, I'm not sure about exactly what I believe in God, um, and I think there are others like me as well. So now, do you personally, do you believe that there is a God? Um, I don't know if that's an easy question for me to answer right now. I think I'm in the midst of my own personal struggle to come to terms with that. Um, I wouldn't say there's not a God. That's what I say. I wouldn't say there's not a God. Okay, so you're, you're really just kind of riding the fence. You just don't know. Yeah, exactly right. And it's not necessarily something that I um, am... 100% focus on finding out right now either. Gotcha. Okay. I'd like to uh, try and see if I can help you see that there is a God. Would yeah. you be okay with that? Uh, sure. I want you to uh, you know, look at the stadium over here. You know, you got uh, the rec center on this side, the big big football stadium in the middle. And here on the right, you've got the the addition to the football stadium that they're currently building. It's this big, massive structure. It's not totally finished yet. Uh, what would you say to me if I told you that that has just been working itself up to that o over millions in, of years and uh, eventually it's going to be finished with glass and seating and heat and air conditioning, uh, probably even some food vendors in there. You know, and, it, and it's all going to happen all by, by chance processes randomly by itself. Nothing created it. Uh, well, I'd say that's probably not how construction workers get jobs. Okay, so... That would be pretty crazy to, to actually believe something like that, right? Uh, yeah. So now, look at the sky. See the moon way over there? Mm-hmm. How do you know that nothing created that moon out there? Uh, well, I know something created that moon, and, and what I believe is that uh, scientists and people who study this and make it their lives and jobs to study this um, are telling me the truth, and it makes sense to me that um, through natural processes and the physics of nature, that moon came to be there um, by regular natural processes. Okay. So now, uh, through regular natural processes, could you make another one? I personally could not make another one. However, there are m millions and billions of moons that we know of. This is true. What created all of them? Just nothing? Well, I'd say the same thing. I'd say natural processes. I mean, I, I mean, I absolutely 100% believe in evolution. I absolutely believe in the evolution of our universe as we know it so far. I think science has given us a lot of the answers as to um, how it's happened, and we're right on the cusp of getting down, 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 down all the way to where the Big Bang happened. Now, I don't know how that happened. My grandfather, for example, I love to speak with him. He personally believes, and he's uh, Jewish and has always been Jewish. He's, I don't know, 70, 80, 85 years old, I think. Um, and he believes that God started the Big Bang and that that's where God was and that's how God created the universe. I believe that um, there was probably more science to it and something more fundamental than that, but, you know. Okay. Let's, uh, let, me, let me try and make it a bit more personal for you, okay? 
I gave you this flyer here talking about the uh, world religion class that we're doing on Monday nights. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, say I were to rip that up into a million pieces, mm-hmm. okay? So all the information is still there, but it's ripped up into a million pieces. Now, I want you to take your time, but I want you to put it back together exactly the way it looks, okay? But you can't actually sit there and piece it together like a puzzle. You just have to kind of throw it up in the air so that it's complete chance that it comes back together. Alright. How long would that take you? Um, a long, 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 long time. I'd probably die well before that happened. Say you had uh, a million years to live. Do you think in a million years just throwing that up in the air it would eventually land uh in the exact way that it's supposed to be um i a million years is a long 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 time but i'm not sure if that would ever happen i'm not sure that's what you believe in evolution is that something randomly with such intricacy as you came to be by chance natural process just chance you know it just happened to form the way you are uh, yeah more or less i mean obviously the one time it could happen it did happen so um you know the universe is multi-billions of years old and it took all this time to make planet earth and then it took all that time for the earth to cool and then it took all that time for the first uh you know unicellular uh organism to start so there you know so you really believe that Absolutely. You know what that's called? Uh, evolution, I think. Yeah, but it, it's uh, religion. Um, it's faith, I'd say. It's faith. What, what's one of the key, key factors in, in religion? A faith, I, I'd also say. So you, you believe in the religion of evolution? Oh, well, sure. I mean, I've I've heard that. I've heard that the re- the re- religion of science. Uh, you have faith in science. You have faith in religion. You have faith in whatever you're taught. And sure, you know, uh, you could technically say that. But I think uh, it's a little bit cyclic, uh, cyclic to say that, um, because at some point, I mean, uh, there's a lot of research that goes into it, and that's how we believe science, and that how that's how we make things work. You know, there's research behind it. So that's that's why I believe in the religion of science. <laughs> Okay. So now, would you say that there is anything that could change your mind on that? Um, uh, maybe, I guess. I don't think there's anything that could ever change my mind in my faith of religion. Or, I mean, excuse me, I don't quote me on that. Uh, my faith of science. Um, you know, I'm here for engineering. My brother's a chemist. Uh, I think education ultimately leads to scientific understanding. Um, But as far as religion, I'm not sure if anything. I mean, right now I believe that there may or may not be a God. I'm certainly open. And I definitely understand the fact that um, religion, true or not, um, I'd say is a good thing in general. You know, I'd say it's a good thing. Well, I I can somewhat agree with you there. Um, But what I'm trying to get is... uh, what what evidence could I give you to change your mind about the theory of evolution? Um, let's see. I guess you'd have to, well, you'd have to refute all the things that give me evidence for the theory of evolution. I mean, uh, you know, you have all of Darwin's works, you have all the 
I don't know, like two or three other people that were working on the same things at the same time he was. You have all of the artifacts we have, the dinosaurs, the animals. You have all sorts of things. So you'd have to refute a lot, you know, scientifically, through scientific processes, you know, to sort of convince me. Okay. Now, that, that's understandable, and I know that uh, a lot of places ha have actually done that. Uh, for example, right here in the Cincinnati area, there's the Creation Museum and Answers in Genesis. They just had that big debate with Bill Nye and Ken Ham. One thing that Ken Ham said was that uh, we actually have Christians or creationists and evolutionists. We have the same facts or the same evidence, but we have a different worldview behind that evidence. I'm not sure if I believe that either. I think, I mean, certainly people have different worldviews, but I think there's just too much evidence on one hand um, that just blows the other one out of the water. I mean, you know, it's just too much. It's too much. Can it be a fire conference that isn't dopey and heretical? You betcha. In New Jersey, no less. Tom's River specifically. Check out Jersey Fire, who is going to be at this great evangelistic equipping conference. None other than Dan Phillips from Pyromaniacs, Carl Kirby Jr., Andrew Rappaport, all equipping you at the great Jersey Fire conference. Find out more now at jerseyfire.org. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. has been brought to you by the Muniac family.